welcome to Onesies, the podcast of one season wonders and blunders. My name's Andrew. My name's Emily. And this is the podcast where we talk about this season, Auto Man. And we are on episode six of Auto Man, Flashes and Ashes. Um, I, okay, so what are your three things? Let's so just, let's just... Uh, I'm going to go with uh, What a Hunk. I'm going to go with Underoos. And I'm going to go with Hoochie Daddy Shorts, since we're on the subject. Okay, I'm going to go with... Okay, so in reverse order, I think. Lost My Girl... Oh, and it's close, but also you had that beating coming, Wally. And um, that's more about her. So, oh God, capital idea, Watson. All right, that's a, I. I had all of those things on my list as well. So one thing, though, that I thought was going to be important was going to be Roscoe Tanner as the tennis pro. What the hell was that about? No idea. Okay. No idea. Um, yeah, so when you said there weren't going to be any significant guest stars this episode, you weren't kidding. Um, the only recognizable p- person is Harry Rhodes, who was a, a black actor in the latter half of the 20th century. Who, uh, did a bunch of TV, tried some regular stuff early on, it looks like, and did um, some supporting roles in movies, including Coma. Um, and then he was also in one of the Planet of the Apes movies. The later Planet of the Apes movies tended to have one black leading man in the in the movie. I think they got rid of that for the new ones and just went all white. But whatever, <laughs> fucking fucking white people. Okay, so um, and then let's not forget Tim Burton. Just you know, cast a bunch of black extras and turn them into gorillas with CGI. So gross. gross. Yeah. So fuck Tim Burton. Anyway, moving on. Sorry. Uh, okay. So this episode, uh, actually, I don't know that the tone's going to change that much because this episode's about corrupt cops. Yeah. Killing their own, stealing arms to sell to who knows indeterminate parties. Like yeah. we never actually get that far. But the episode opens with um, cops. Or it opens with a theft in the police impound, and then one of the cops, a cop catches them, recognizes people, and so they kill them. Right. And if, can um, I just just step this in because it wasn't enough to talk about to list, but I thought that the Cooney, the um, good cop in the situation who gets killed, uh, I thought it was Eric Bogosian at first. But it was not. But it was not. It was no. Bogosian okay. would have been noted. Bogosian would have been noted. That's okay, because in the opening titles, I wrote down Ron Harvey. I think he was Don Harvey, who was a guy who was in, um, he was one of the bad guys in Die Hard 2, and then he did like a bunch of character actor stuff for a while. And I was like, oh, wow, Don Harvey's going to be a child. Nope, he's not in it, because it's Ron Harvey. It's basically how the whole episode goes in some ways. (laughs) So the next scene is Lieutenant Jack thinking it might there might be something suspicious about this heist mm-hmm. but then he gets pulled into the office with the captain who's there with lieutenant whitaker of internal affairs so uh, lieutenant whitaker is a man in 1983 with a late 70s stash going on looked great and looked great yeah so 
they make an offhanded remark about how he wants to be DA. Mm-hmm. And you think it's just a joke, but it's not. It's actually a freaking like plot subplot. Um, so I don't know much about police uh, work. Um, I, I guess I just assumed to be a DA, you needed a law degree, but you have to I have mean, a law degree it's an to elected be a- posi- you you live in LA, figure it out, man. Like who'd you vote for? Did they have a law degree or are they just some person? Um who plays Whitaker? Um, yeah, he's listed. Uh Jeff Pomerantz. Jeff Pomerantz. He's one of the top listed um Oh wow. Ron Harvey played Frank Cooney. Okay, so oh. well, there you go. Yeah, there we go. So it's kind of a funny scene because like Lieutenant Jack Curtis, top cop in L.A. who gets called out of the country on cases, is voicing his concerns. And basically they're like, nobody cares what you think, Jack. Yeah. He's like, oh, okay." But then Wally has something to talk to him about, even though Jack can't do anything about it because he's off the case. Yeah. But um, he just wants to prove to somebody that he has a friend. Basically, (laughs) he's like. I knew Frank Cooney in the Academy and he's a good guy. And so and we haven't talked they, in a long time, but he would never do anything like this. Never do anything like this. Followed by, Oh, by the way, in the last two weeks, I ran up a bunch of data for him, yeah. including the stock of weapons in the armory. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so then there's this great moment at Jack's desk, which has a big poster of New York. I saw it, that too. I, I was weird. I was like, what's, Okay. Yeah. Like Jack Curtis really just wants to be a, a New York cop. Like, he looks okay. like he would fit it. He would um, fit the bill. He doesn't get kidnapped this episode. No. Spoilers, folks. Another so, I one. mean, like it's pretty it's a pretty good episode for him. But then um Wally and Jack need to have a thin blue line conversation. So is Wally going to report Frank Cooney's illegal records look up, or is he going to be a good friend? Yeah. And Jack tells him, bros before hoes, dude, bros before hoes, you never narc on your killer cop friends. So cool. Just fuck them all. Okay. Sorry. Except um, in this case, he was not a killer cop, but he, yeah, if but, he was, then you don't, you don't turn your back on if, him. Yeah, well, we'll get to the next point where they, they have a comment where Roxanne is definitely, Roxanne also tells Wally bros before hoes. Um, okay, so then we get an apartment shot. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, wait, before the end of that scene, Jack tells Wally that they're friends. Yeah, yeah, it's like, we're friends. It was very just weird. So you know, Wally, you're my friend. And, I was and, just like, wow, and it, makes me, it makes me wonder what Captain Jack, or Lieutenant Jack's getting up to. Well, also, um, maybe, maybe it was just... Uh, as simple as Lucy was watching the show and she's like, nobody <laughs> says they're friends with my son. Make somebody say they're his friend. Okay. So it's back to the apartment for Auto Man's intro. Yeah. Um, he seems really surprised. Wally seems surprised when Auto Man shows it like, oh, wow, it's Auto Man. Like it really feels like a six-year-old. It feels, some of it feels very cartoony, this episode. Not all of it, but that. Um and so they're going to go investigate this, these, the cops that shot Cooney or no, 
Cooney was knocked out. They don't even say that. They say the the cops who shot Cooney say they were knocked out. And that when they came to, they saw him doing it, but then his accomplices must have killed him. Yeah. So thanks to Auto Man, Wally knows that the DA or the internal affairs was investigating these cops and then stopped investigating them and destroyed the report. But so now it's up to Auto Man and um, Wally to go investigate them at a magic club. Oh, this was beautiful. Um, so they take the they take the autocopter, right? Mm-hmm. With for no reason. Oh yeah. For no, no reason. reason. Um <clears throat> and they uh land and they but before they do, they make a couple jokes. So there's uh the joke about people driving a silver Camaro having uh I thought it was a silver Corvette. Silver Corvette, whatever. It doesn't Which matter. also an LAPD uh, uniformed officer shouldn't be able to afford, but you know, if he's a fucking well, the cop, he, he lieutenant can. lieutenant, what's his name, is driving a freaking Porsche or something. So um <clears throat> maybe corrupt cops drive better cars than better cars. Yeah. Okay. Um, but they make some joke about them having machismo issues for driving a silver Corvette. And then your first point, they make a yes, weird capital idea, Watson. And then they have this weird, I thought you were Watson. And it's just like, we've never had a Sherlock Holmes bit in this before. Why are we introducing one now? Well, like, they did make, I think the last episode, they made a, a comment about, um, did they? yeah, they made not, not, not Sherlock and Watson, but um, the sidekick when Wally comes in as oh. the, uh, as the accountant, yes, he's like, oh, that, I thought, but, I thought, but... sidekick wouldn't wouldn't have gone over as well. Oh, and then this episode also has power source talk. Yes, yeah, power source talk. Couple but then, them. but it plays into the plot. That, I mean, I think that's why it does. So they get out of the chopper and they're like, oh, we need to get a power source going for Auto Man. Um, but then some ladies see him. And, and he's still in his Auto Man gear, his little reflective yep. thing, and they're very taken aback by him. And one lady says, "What a hunk!" Which is, you know, obviously the first thing I think of when I think of Chuck Wagner. And uh, he doesn't say. I find it funny because they treat him so so oddly. Auto Man, like he doesn't say like a hunk of what. Like he doesn't say that. They treat him. Because remember, part of it is he doesn't understand like the nuances of uh, human speech. You know, uh, he, he's not used to being objectified by women, which women always do. Obviously, Emily. Obviously, yeah. You're just, you're just not having my shit today. <laughs> <all right? laughs> um, okay, so this is where we find out it's a magic club because they're like, "Are you one of the magicians?" In yeah. The show here, and then he magics cursor to. Uh, to change his clothes out of his mm-hmm. auto outfit and into regular clothes, which is just like a button down long sleeve shirt and a pair of auto jeans. Now you had sent me this clip and obviously it was my favorite part of the episode where he's got these jeans on and then cursor spells out auto jeans on the, the butt pocket um, like Jordash or something. It made me laugh so hard. And I immediately searched for Ottoman underoos. Uh, which do not exist, unfortunately. But if I mean, Underoos want to come exist back, yet. yeah, we got it. We still have to talk about our reboot of Auto Man. How oh, that would work so, in twenty twenty two, right? <laughs> <sighs> oh, 
Okay, so they get into the club, and there's going to be a seance in the club. So we're a little bit into the episode, but basically it's not, it's a, it's a mix of a magic show episode and a corrupt cop episode. It's very weird. And then there's tennis. Um, but yeah, so the bad guys are, the bad guys want their money, and they're threatening Hari Rhodes which does not go well for them because he points out that they killed a cop and yeah. he owns them now. And that wasn't part so, of the deal. Yeah. Yeah. So now, oh crap, did I miss the powering up? Yeah, you missed did the powering up. So yeah. they, they they sneak, they follow the, the dirty cops behind backstage and they find a power source, which looks like an electrical box, but apparently it's a generator. And it's what the old woman um whose name escapes me now the character's name who's going to perform the seance it's her generator that she uses to do special effects and stuff for the seance um and he destroys it by powering up for no which doesn't change anything at all Uh, i think desi says oh yeah you're starting to get a little blurry along the lines but we don't actually see it um but when he does it, he says something like, ah, refreshing or something like that. Right. When he pulls his hand away, it's really stupid. Um, and uh, then Ottoman goes one way and Desi goes another way and Desi gets caught. And then he's listening Ottoman, in on, on the cops yeah. and, and Hari having their conversation. He's doing a bad job. Bad yeah. job being a snoop. Yeah. Um, but then Auto Man comes up and says, Hey man, this is my assistant for the special effects show. And so yeah, so Auto Man and Cursor do the optical effects for this show. Um Cursor flies around the room. Scaring the crap out like, of people. And it and it makes you wonder, like, it's 1983. I bet one of those pointer pens would do have the similar effect. Hmm. <laughs> They're like cats. A laser pen, yeah. But then Auto Man holographs himself in, which can oh, and so Hari goes down with Auto Man to confirm that they're actually special effects guys. Yeah. But then he goes back up and lets Wally out because they are special effects guys. Because uh, so then, Auto Man, his little trick works where he disappears from next to Hari and appears on stage in his little auto costume, which they never show him changing back into the regular clothes. But he no, next time we I see him, he changes. His his teleportation powers work in this one. Yeah. So the ladies want his autograph when they leave. Oh, you mean his um, autograph? Huh? 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 Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then they're going to leave to follow the bad guys. Only Wally sees Lieutenant Whitaker arriving. And in his so, Porsche. In his Porsche. In his Porsche. So what's his face? Auto Man go- leaves Wally. Um, in the auto car, like in the speeds auto, away. zooms yeah. off. Yeah, it's weird. And then, I like the scene because Wally's like, "Hey, man, what are you doing here?" Well, he's got to play dumb, right? And the the uh, the Lieutenant Whitaker's like, "I can go where I want to, can't I?" And he's like, "Oh, yeah, I, no." Well, and it's and it's funny because he doesn't respond the same way because he's like, "What are you doing here, nebbish?" And no, because they he, go. But there's no like, I can go wherever the fuck I want to. I'm here for a fucking magic show, dickhead. Yeah. There's not the same like, response. This, 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 this guy, uh, the 
internal affairs guy is really, really like comically. Um, what is the word I'm looking for? My brain is fried. Um, uh, egotistical and like, I don't know. He's it's a, it's like nobody can get away with being that much of a bad guy in real life, right? Right? Like at least he's not charming at all. He's not. He's just like bad guy. It's 2022, Emily. Please. He's. <laughs> He's at least traditionally handsome, which puts him ahead of all of the fucking villains we actually have. He's better looking than Brett Kavanaugh. Yeah, well. Tried to picture Brett Kavanaugh with this man stash. Or with his hoochie anyway. daddy with this hoochie daddy shorts on. I forgot. Did you oh you can leave this in because fuck that guy. Do you remember when he had his confirmation hearing and he paraded around his high school girls? basketball team and all of the fucking GOP 70 year old senators came down and were like kissing their hands and shit. Like, no, I don't remember. It this. was gross. Yeah. There was a picture reminding us what a great situation everything is. Anyway. So Whitaker goes upstairs, meets Hari and they're like, Hey, we're both bad guys. And they're like, yep. We're, I'm a bad guy too. Um, by the way, there was a fucking cop here, stupid. You didn't, like, tell that cop anything, did you? They're like, what? What cop? So, cut to the next day. Wally and Roxanne at work. Wally's in trouble. Yes. Because they found out that he was looking up classified police material for Cooney. And he's now a suspect and presumably... On suspension. And he is on suspension. He is on suspension, yeah. So the captain, Captain Drunky, is very upset with Wally. What's interesting about this is, is that by the 90s, the internal affairs guest stars were always treated as like snitches. But like the captain in this one is a total suck up to the internal affairs guy. It's very yeah. funny. Well, and, and we come to find out later that this guy actually is charming, even though he does not appear to us to the audience to be very charming right because he's they're all like rooting for him for da and stuff it's real weird like i don't see any reason why they should be except he's one of their own i guess right he's what he's you know some fucking racist white guy like he was probably 1983 like there was probably a hispanic person running like can you imagine like sorry fuck them all anyway um they go back home or Wally's home, Auto Man shows up, they talk about magic. Wally found some proof. Maybe this is where they found the proof that the DA is uh had suspected the cops. I think I think Auto Man Auto Man shows up and he says, Oh, remember this report where these guys were they were investigating yeah. these guys for being dirty? Well, that report has disappeared. Right. So Wally thinks he's gonna go tell all of his friends and they're gonna say. Thank you, Wally. You're the best cop. Your mom's right. So he runs out, <laughs> leaving Auto Man. And Auto Man's like, you know what, Cursor? I think that would be a good idea if I pretended to be a federal psychic cop and went over to the LAPD and helped Wally out. And Cursor's like, beep, beep, boop, boop, beep, boop, boop. And Auto Man's like, yeah, Wally never likes it, but the episode always ends well. So what the hell does he know? Like, <laughs> Shut up, Cursor. Lucy's not here right now. Yeah, it was um, really funny. So, okay. They go back to, while he's back at work and Roxanne's being shitty to him. Yes. 
And so she's like, you can't go into the office right now, Wally. They're in there with a federal cop, which raises the question. Roxanne at no point in this episode acknowledges that she knows who Auto Man is. She no, she doesn't. I had that written down too. Um, I that in fact after Auto Gene, does Roxanne not recognize Auto? She says nope. um, she says that she didn't see who went in because she wasn't at her desk. Um, yes, so as plausible deniability. But then when he walks out, when they all walk out afterwards, there's no like, huh. Like looking and there's at, none of that at the tennis game. In none second. of it. Like none of it. Okay, so in the office, Lieutenant or what's his face, Auto Man is selling the idea that he's now a federal psychic FBI man, and he gets invited to Whitaker's Country Club DA kickoff. What? Uh, in this room, in the scene, Jack recognizes him. Like, oh, you've worked with Wally before. I thought you were in computer yes. stuff. But now you're a psychic. So it's really disjointed this, like whether or not yep. he's recognized. He transferred. Um, yeah. And at the end, it's implied that both Roxanne and Lieutenant Jack know Wal- uh, Auto Man's a hologram. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's very just, weird. Yeah. Uh, but first, there. Okay. So Auto Man's going to go to the party. And so, but Jack's not going to go. But then. They leave the office where you expect Roxanne to see Auto Man, and she does not. But then we find out she's working for Whitaker on his campaign. Yes. And he's like, you're my girl. And then there's this whole scene between Wally and her where he's like, what Mm -hmm. are you doing? She's like, he's really nice. I'm sorry you two don't get along. And it's like, ugh. You're going to the party too. My mom said that I had to be invited to the party. More. Okay. You should be going going as my date. Instead of going to the party, though, Wally's going to go home and get his ass kicked. Yeah. Which I was like, did Emily like this scene a lot? The dirty cops bust in and beat the shit out of Wally. I didn't like it this much at this time, only because Wally redeemed himself the last episode, being not so much of a weenie, which, yeah. Well, this is going to get, it's going to get even worse because, okay. So Wally gets his ass kicked, cut to the country club. Whitaker is winning at tennis games, wearing shorts that Emily really likes on men. Uh, no, um, no, not on that man. Um, but uh, Automan <laughs> comes in wearing a full, like, warm-up suit. And I was mm-hmm. like... And I was like, well, he can't take it off because if he takes it off, he reveals his auto man suit underneath. But man, they need to switch outfits in little Fila hoochie shorts. That would be great. Sorry. Okay. So this is also where my note of doesn't Roxanne recognize it? Yes. Yeah. All right. But she does, again, she's up in the stands and she doesn't seem to recognize him. And she's all dressed up she's, for tennis. I can't believe that she ever played tennis wearing that. At she's at the country club. It's like Caddyshack, too. Um, it actually is like Caddyshack, too. Sorry, folks. Like, <laughs> if you get that reference, I'm sorry. Uh, I feel you. Okay. So, but Whitaker and, Je- and Automan are going to play tennis for the... Uh, all of Whit- Whitaker's entire purse at this point, which is 25,000 first campaign. And he doesn't want to warm up and Whitaker gives Auto Man shit. And Auto Man's like, he's like, what are you as good as John McEnroe? And Auto Man's like, well, I can play like John McEnroe. 
Monroe, but I don't think I should use the abusive language in mixed company. He uses the phrase mixed company. I thought that was yep. so old fashioned. Mm, 1983. Um, so, oh he, okay, he, I'm just... so he, he, he switches from the regular ball to a, a cursor charged ball. Uh, and during their their match, the ball does all sorts of unnatural things like just dead stopping, moving from being what would be out to being in. So uh, Automan scores points, all sorts of weird chicanery uh, is happening. And uh, what's his name? Whitaker doesn't know what's going on. And Automan is just playing it off like. It's all about the backspin, baby. Weird. And also teasing Whitaker about the case. Yes. Like he's like, I know this. I know that. You don't know what backup memory is on a computer dummy? Yeah. Like, we can find those files. So then Wally shows up and yells at Whitaker about how his flunkies beat him up. And this is where Roxanne like rolls her eyes at Wally being assaulted. Yeah. Which is not as low as she's going to go. But then Whitaker tells the cops that what he did was he dropped the investigation so he could further investigate these two dirty cops. And now it's fucked up because Wally interfered. Yeah. And he's going to file formal, formal charges against Wally. So Captain's mad at Wally. Auto Man's beside himself. And Roxanne's like, I don't know, man, you ratted out some cops. You had that beating coming. And it's just like, cool. Like, yeah, it was rough. Rough for rough day for Wally. Rough day for Wally. So Wally's like really sad about it in the car right now. He's forever banned. Um, He lost his girl. He lost his job. His his reputation. I'm like, you lost your girl? Yeah, I had that same Seems like. Seems like you lost your girl to Whitaker without even knowing it, dude. So, okay. This is where Auto Man gets the idea that they're going to look at pictures of Frank Coon. And so they have a, to build a hologram. So we we, so, we, we go back to the the mention that they were in uh, the uh, academy together. And they worked on some video surveillance yep. project. And so Wally pulls out some old tapes of Cooney kind of uh, catching a guy doing a drug deal or something. And I forget exactly what it is. The camera only catches the uh, front of Cooney and only catches the back of the bad guy. They only got a C on the project, but it's enough that auto man can just look at it and save it and, and use it to create another hologram. But in a very long time, like long enough that I forgot that it was a plot point. Yeah, me too. Um, because next, now we're now we're into their plan. Wally goes to work and tells the cops who beat the shit out of him that Whitaker's going to sell them out. Then it's back to the club where Lieutenant Jack is staked out. Now, Lieutenant Jack is staked out very, very, very far away. Because it takes him forever to get there when he needs to get there. Yeah. So he can have a car chase. But he tells Wally that Wally, if he doesn't do this right, he's going to be making little ones out of big ones. And I don't know what that means. And in the context, it's about Wally going to prison. And I'm like, 
It's a saying. I Googled it. There's a bunch of posts about dads having said this to their sons. But I'm like, nobody makes prison jokes about, like, fucking doing laundry, man. Like, it's always... (laughs) It's always a male rape joke because in our in our culture that's funny. Yeah. So anyway, but um then okay, we didn't talk about the music this episode. And you know, I, I just thought about it. I recognized some songs, but I didn't write them down. So this but, was yeah. the only one I recognized is it's Love is a Battlefield. Yeah, yeah, Love is a Battlefield. That's right. The earlier ones, I couldn't I, I like didn't recognize them. And when I Googled them, nothing popped up. So it's possible they just ran unfamiliar music at the beginning of this. Yeah. So, okay. At the club, Ottoman juices up again. Whitaker meets with the two cops. And they're like, are you reopening the investigation? And Whitaker says, no. And he's like, do you believe me? And they're like, no. And it's just like, okay, this is high drama but then uh, oh behind Whitaker in this shot is one of the fortune telling machines like out of big oh, yeah not yeah, quite yeah. big but it's yeah. a lady it's a lady one yeah it's it's a weird like usually when shows do magic show episodes they really lean into the like trappings of magic shows they really don't here it's like they mm-hmm. just film on this club set and they were just like, well, we can make it work, but it wasn't like the intention of it. It's very weird. Yeah. Uh, so one of the cops says he's out of it. And then the other one says, sit down and shut up. Um, and then auto man like comes over to say hi. And is like, Oh, what are you doing with these two corrupt cops that you're supposed to be investigating? Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm going to go sit over there with Wally. And then Wally awkwardly waves. Yep. After it seems so, like he's been trying to hide from Whitaker. Like he seems like he's looking around anxiously, not trying to be seen. Yeah. All these all these cops in this magic club, it's very weird. <laughs> it's like it's like a sitcom or a horror movie. Maybe they um, maybe they own maybe they own a comedy uh not a comedy club, a magic club. Maybe they own a comedy magic club. That would be pretty cool. Ooh. There you go. So then it's time for Madame Russo's show. Yep. And she, thanks to Automan and Cursor, is able to resurrect Frank Cooney. And she seemingly has been given a script. Like, all of this planning and plotting. Because as soon as we cut away from them figuring out that they can make this hologram of, of Cooney, everything after that, it has been scripted and set up. So they told... Everything. So Automan it's, it's funny comments that, on writing the dialogue. Yeah. It's so it's funny that there's just mention of making this hologram and then all of the other planning is just set aside for to for us to watch it come into play. It's very odd. Because it's elaborate. Okay. Yeah. It's but that's why Jack <laughs> is camped out. That's why, you know, I don't know. It's very weird. But I guess he needs to destroy the generator again in order to have enough power to project Cooney, I guess. That doesn't. Sure. Yeah. They really have not gotten into the logic of uh, Power Man's uh, or Auto Man's power needs. Yeah. So up on stage, Cooney was like, I was murdered. 
And the cops start yelling about how it was Whitaker's idea and start pulling their guns, which was very realistic. The cops running around places shooting it up is fine. It's just like, man, they, they just think they're just fucking shoot it up and there's going to be no repercussions. And there's um, people screaming and hitting the deck and all sorts of stuff, but nope, they just keep shooting. Yep. Um, so they run out there. One of the cops runs out. The other cop is chasing him. And then Whitaker is sort of on his own. He grabs Hari and they run out. Yeah. So Wally has called this into the lieutenant and it takes Lieutenant Jack a long ass time to get there. So long that the run, the cop who wanted to run out on his collaborators is shot dead. And the other cop in the silver Corvette has started driving away. It took Lieutenant Jack that long to get there. Yeah. Good job, Lieutenant Jack. <laughs> um, but then they spawn the auto chopper in front of 15 witnesses, mm-hmm. at least three. Like we see, or no, it's earlier where there was a guy standing there when they spawned the auto car and somebody saw him in the background. But here, so Whitaker sees them. Hari sees them and at least somebody else in the background, but then there are cops all over the place too. So they should have seen Wally and Automan spawn the autocopter. But once they do that, Whitaker's like, well, I'm going to go with you now. Yeah. I'm on your team. You guys clearly have the resources. Yes. So they basically leave Hari holding the bag, which seems about right. Yeah. So... I don't know. They have a car chase with the chopper and stop the guy. I don't even remember. They land they... the helicopter in front of them and it's and it stops the car. And I don't yeah. remember how it resolves too much either. The it's... cops get there pretty quick. Auto man like goes off into the sunset though. Yeah, he, he flies does off. not hang out. He yeah. flies off. Um, he makes a crack about the tennis team in prison for. Whitaker. Whitaker. Roxanne shows up and or is it when is she sorry? Is she sorry the, at, at the, the, the wrap-up scene? Yeah. yeah. So at the wrap-up scene, she's super sorry that she doubted Wally. Hmm. And Wally ceremoniously gets his badge back and and a medal the, of commendation of some sort. The captain is all proud of him. And you know, I'm sure that'll all fall by the wayside next episode. But then they make some comment toward the end and something about psychic something. But the punchline, to be in on the punchline, you need to know that Automan's auto. Yeah. And Roxanne laughs at it. And I was like, oh, so she does know that it's Automan and she's just not bitching about it this whole time. Yeah. Like she didn't tell her new fucking boyfriend that like the Fed that's out for him is actually a hologram. run by wall her ex-boyfriend but when roxanne's laughing at it i then noticed because we freeze frame out that (laughs) jack is laughing at it too and i was like why would jack get this jack doesn't know it's a fucking hologram yeah and they did the same sort of thing i think it was last episode where they ended at the apartment with everybody having champagne yeah and jack's like laughing at computer jokes like oh the captain doesn't know what TikTok is. What a boomer. Like, yeah. it's just like, what are you talking about, Lieutenant Jack? Like, yeah, it it was very odd. I, I had made note of that too, that seemingly to be in on the joke, you need to know that Auto Man is a creation of Wally. And 
all three of them seem to be in on the joke, and yet there's no mention of it anywhere in the show. No. That any, anybody so, knows what he's getting up to. It's very, very strange. And I'm looking now, and the guy who wrote it was Douglas Hayes. Oh, oh no, never mind. So there was a guy named Douglas Hayes who wrote, I think, Twilight Zone and other stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I thought that he was Douglas Hayes Jr. He's not. Douglas Hayes Jr. wrote Chips and oh. um, Auto Man and The Fall Guy and MacGyver and Hunter, Silk Stockings, Pacific Blue, which is actually not a gay porn, but if you would like to look at the image <laughs> here, it, it sure looks like one. Yeah. Um, Walker, Texas Stranger. So, okay, I was like a little concerned that Douglas Hayes Twilight Zone writer wrote such a shitty episode of Auto Man but if it's his hack son that's fine if it's his nepotism <laughs> spawn that's fine um, yeah this episode like didn't have any good guest stars like the whole they've done the corrupt cop thing in the first episode mm-hmm. and then it sort of disappeared like they didn't even resolve it so I don't know. It, it, it didn't have the fun of some of the other episodes. This one, I was just kind of like... I thought it was perfectly fine, though. I didn't mind the guest stars. They weren't so bad. I mean, if the worst... No, they weren't. If the worst actor is going to be uh, Captain Boyd, then I'm okay with that, you know? That's like... a good point. And, I mean, it's less weird than some of the other ones. Like, you don't have a subplot where... It's all about like Whitaker being sad, and that's why he's doing all this shit. Yeah, like the yeah. Hugh Gulliger wedding one, right? But it doesn't have like it doesn't have the magic show provides too much structure to any potential silliness. I yeah. guess is my yeah. thing. And also, I was used to not hating Roxanne, and like I like she sucked the first two episodes but then she got better yeah but i mean now she just sucks again like yeah. she's a fucking like oh she's terrible ew she's not good enough for lucille ball's son come on sorry <laughs> just saying um but i enjoyed the auto man stuff i mean he's yeah ob- he's obviously i, mean, I don't know that's the we- that's gonna be the weird thing about the show is that like chuck wagner's He's pretty good, good. you know, like he can do this shit. I mean, this, if, if you just took this as a, like took the detective stuff out and took the fish out of water thing and just ran with it, I would be fine. Like he's a hologram interacting with the real world and it's weird. And, and he seems to have a better sense of humor about it than the show does, which we don't get to see that much this time because they're just, there really isn't that much for him to do. Yeah, he does. But he does like, make that auto autograph sort of dumb wordplay thing, which is hilarious, and it made me laugh. But again, there's not much more for him to do with that. Yeah. So, well, this high energy episode of the podcast will be followed next week by um, what is the next episode seven? The biggest game in town. Are we going to have a casino episode? No. Ronald Tilson, a former computer expert for the city, fired for embezzlement, threatens the city of Los Angeles with total chaos and destruction if his ransom demands are not met. Walter and Automan have to work out who is behind the demands. 
So there's going to be, I, there's going to be hostages. There's going to be bombs. There's going to be something, something like that. There is going to be Felton Perry. Oh yeah. Felton Perry as in Johnson from RoboCop. Yeah. And also some other things. So yes. Um, cool. At least there'll be Felton Perry. Um, all right. Cool. Sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully we'll both be in better spirits next week. <laughs> so it's a little more high energy. I'm so tired. We'll see. <laughs> 2022. Okay. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you. Bye-bye.